to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I have a special, special guest with us today. His name is Lad Mandiola. Hi, Lad. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm doing so, so well. Okay. So I wanted to kick off because you have a fascinating journey. So I wanted you to intro um, yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you currently do and then take us all the way back to when you started and how you actually got to where you are now. Well, currently what I'm doing right now, I started up a website, well, with my name, ladmandiola.com, but uh, basically the program is called Shortcut Formula. And and it you know, it doesn't mean to go too far into the sense of, yeah, there is some massive shortcut, but there is definitely a ramp up time that a lot of people go into when it starts an online business or if they have an existing online business that they're trying to revamp. That's where I come in because the system that I teach now actually shortcuts that time frame literally in half or even less than that, especially from what I went through, because I was able to take 10K and within less than four years, develop a more than million dollar business per year uh, through my e-com business that I have right now and selling a product that I wasn't even allowed to advertise using the words uh, that I have because I sell a defense knife and you can't use the word knife. Uh, You can't use uh, Google. You can't use Facebook. You can't use YouTube advertising. Sure, you can display product, but you cannot use those avenues to pay for advertising to ramp up your business. And um, what I'm going to do is basically teach people how to do that where you can do it with it and you can actually do without it. There are ways around it. So, but, uh, but that's what I'm doing currently right now, working with people that uh, definitely want to be able to get that going for their business. Now, what I did before, prior to where I was at and where I began um, was interesting. I um, had a lot of jobs. Uh, I don't know if you kind of read a little bit of my bio when I gave you the the sheet <laughs> to look at. It was a humbling time for me. I had I had kind of a lot of reserve not to share this part because of just my own insecurity. And I think the main thing is what people would think about me as an individual. Um, it's it's a little bit different for some people because for those that have ADHD. Mine is functional, but yet at the same time, I realized that my brain's very active and pretty impatient. So I had to learn different methods in order to, you know, curb a lot of that and hone in on how to utilize the talent that I do have, because there's a lot of successful people that have ADHD that are extremely rich and not just monetarily, but also in life. And I had to figure out how to tap into that to use those talents. Uh, I went from the age of 14 to the age of 35. I had 53 jobs. I went through quite a bit. So I averaged about every four to six months, I'd have another job. Uh, The last standing job that I had when I found what my real talent was, or the joy that I had in finding the talent that I dove into was graphic design. And so I got mentored by some really great people. Um, God 
led me through this path and found some really great people that stayed with me, helped me hone in on my talent and be able to explore my own creativity. So uh, I did that for some time and then I got married. Uh, and soon as I got married, um, I had a child at the age of 35. And having my first kid um, and holding him in my arms, that's when it all changed for me because I had just been let go from my graphic design position for lack of performance because I wasn't working as fast. That was the thing. I was very much a perfectionist. Instead of just being efficient, I was really trying to perfect everything that I was doing and frustrated my boss doing that. But I also realized something else. I realized that here I am kind of like a round peg trying to fit into a square hole. It just wasn't working. That nine to five mindset just wasn't for me. And I had to realize that because of so many jobs that I went through. So when I had time to evaluate, um, my wife and I decided to take a real estate program and we dove into that program, or at least I did, while she was working full time. She was making the salary while I was being kind of like Mr. Mom in a sense, taking care of the boy and uh, taking care of what I was doing with this real estate course that I got into. So with that said, I dove into listening to a lot of audiobooks. I'm not much of a reader. Not that I can't read. It's just that I prefer listening to auditory, you know, more auditory in the sense that I pick up information where I can just listen to it over and over and over again. And the person that I listened to mainly was Robert Kiyosaki. And for eight years straight, here I am trying to crank out all this real estate stuff that I was doing, flipping homes, buying property to hold and keep for cash flow purposes. And things were working pretty good. Uh, but the market started to tap out uh, first in New York, and then we moved to Houston. And now we, this is where we still reside here in Houston, Texas. We, um, we saw the market tap out over here. So what I decided to do was take all the properties that we had, sell everything. And as we did, we got involved with a franchise. Now, mind you, I did a lot of research into this franchise because I was big time into video gaming. And my boy loved it because, you know, and then I had another child. And so both my boys were loving this opportunity for me to get involved with this incredible gaming franchise that later on with even all the due diligence and all the profit that we found other company, you know, the other franchise owners were having uh, about 18 months after uh, the crash that Robert Kiyosaki predicted was going to happen in September 2008. Uh, not only did that come. But we also found out that the franchise we bought into was a franchise. Oh, it was a complete fraud. Uh, we started seeing loopholes in profit. Now, mind you, I didn't even open up the store yet. We were looking at, we were trying to get the loan. And I was literally within three days, two, three days of getting the loan approved. And when the crash came, it stopped. And for the next year, I'm trying to hustle trying to get investors to invest into this black swan, or at least I thought was a black swan. I'm so glad they all rejected. And I must, like I said, I don't know if I mentioned, I talked to about 1,200 investors. Uh, I spoke uh, to about three to four investors a day. I was hustling. And we're talking millionaire investors, people that had money to dispose of, but they did not see this as something that was viable for them. Although I was still sold on it. But after a year, we had to file BK, which was not fun. It was a very um, hard time for me. It was very hard. Um, made me very anxious. I couldn't sleep at night. It was knots in my stomach almost every night. Um, took me an hour and a half sometimes to go to sleep. Didn't know how I was going to be able to make it. My wife's still working. 
but it didn't matter to me. I'm just looking at me as a man, as a provider, as a helper. Here I am trying to figure out how to make this thing happen. But I, something came along the way in my mind. It kind of smacked me in the face. Um, all I could think about was home security and personal protection because of the home theft that was starting to increase, or at least I thought was going to happen during the crash. And I know Robert kept on talking about 2008 was just the beginning. And 2012, when that comes, it's really going to be massive. Well, during that time, I decided to really look into this thing. And I looked into home security cameras, looked into that whole industry, spent about four months, five months into it. And I'm pretty intense about what I do. I'm pretty much 16, 17 hours a day, just get up, work, get up, work. And I'm working from home. So I'm doing a lot of research online and I love networking. So I networked with a ton of people. Uh, security camera companies were exploding in Houston. They were just blowing up. So I didn't have to go too far out of my range in a sense of being able to find good discounts, uh, especially when I couldn't find what I thought I was going to find online. I was able to go to these brick and mortar places and find better deals. So I decided to set up a camera system in my house to use as an example to start pitching. But I realized that the industry was very saturated. So I bagged that. Because when I was at the Houston Gun and Knife Shows, this is where we used to be able to sell our wares, so to speak. When you'd go to these trade shows, um, the Houston Gun and Knife Show is huge, massive. I mean, thousands of people uh, every month just coming into this uh, place at the George R. Brown Convention Center, which is also pretty huge <laughs> in Houston, if anybody's ever been there. But I'll say this, through that time, I discovered something else. Even though I couldn't sell what I was hoping to sell, I did notice one product that some guy had behind me in the booth that after a couple of months, I decided to ask him and inquire some questions. And I went home, looked at this particular product, and it was this unique talon-shaped blade. And see if I have it here, I know I think I have it, so I can show you an example of what I'm talking about. Actually, I have one in my back pocket. <laughs> I'm forgetting <laughs> that I have my own knife. So, and he opened up, he opened up this blade, and I said, what's this tiny little knife? It's not big or anything. It's, you know, the size of my hand. It's not huge. And it's got this curved shaped talon blade. He said, well, they call it a karambit knife. And I decided to go home and take a look at what this product can do. So I spent the next, well, the next 48 hours, I almost couldn't sleep. I literally was up for the first two days probably about 35 hours before I went to sleep. I was that pretty much intense on finding out everything I needed to know about this product on video. What I found in the short of this whole story is that this is the world's fastest one-handed deployable defense knife on the market. And I could not find anything anatomically for your hands that would be faster that where your hands are positioned next to the side of where your pockets are in your pants or shorts or whatever you're wearing, that this little notch feature when it deploys from the pocket, pops open and it's not spring-loaded and it's got a ring feature. So the thing that I liked about this particular knife, and this is how you hold it, that I did not have to take my eye off a situation. So if somebody was coming at me, I'd be able to boom, deploy this thing lickety split without taking my eye off the situation. And I was ready. It split second. I knew I had something, but what I saw was it wasn't being marketed. That's what confused me. So with more research, I uh, put a lot of money into trying to market this thing on my own. And I was down to my last 
didn't know what to do. Uh, I tried every avenue. Like I said, I couldn't advertise using Facebook, Boost. I couldn't use Google AdWords. I couldn't use YouTube advertising to pay for any of this stuff because they deem this as a weapon where I still consider it a defense tool. That's how they deem it as. And even though it's legal in all 50 states, it still didn't matter. I wasn't able to advertise it. So my last hope was this tactical review site, uh, YouTube channel. I contacted them, let them know what my issue was. And they said, well, you know what? Um, how much money do you have? <laughs> so I told them I had $11,500. They told me, they said, well, you know what? We're only going to charge you $97.50. So I said, okay, that's about $10,000 uh, to do a series of four videos. What they did was they decided to give me a little Jimmy video as a gift. It was just a 30-second video just to test the market. They put out the video. Within three weeks, I made my $10,000 back, and it didn't stop from there. It continued to grow, and it blew up. And then networking a little bit more, I was able to find somebody who was able to be the face of our product that was going to actually wield the product in a better way than the other person that initially did it could. And he just had a better personality. Well, here we are four years later and $250,000 into my advertising videos. He gets discovered on a major TV network. And to this day, uh, on this TV network that he's on, um, he is on the number one TV show. And he's one of the judges on this incredible TV show, which did something to my contract. It canceled everything. <laughs> and <laughs> I was happy for him, but I wasn't happy about where I was at. Nice. But at the same time, you know, even though that happened, I had people sit down with me and say, I don't think you realize that you have a system in place. And I didn't see it because I was completely embittered, distraught, depressed again, anxious. What's going to happen? Where is my money going to go? I'm not making anything right now. What is going on? Mm. And even though I was still making income, things were going great. What I had and what I was trying to do to scale stopped. And I realized I pigeonholed myself without even realizing it. And I backed myself up in a corner. But during that time, again, I still had people sit down with me and tell me, I don't think you're realizing this, but you have something of value, something that you can give others. The reason why everything stopped for you is because it was supposed to happen. You are ready for the next level. That next level is to coach others, to teach people what you're doing. And the thing that I realized is that everything that Robert Kiyosaki taught in his system of systems was just real estate-based or business-based. It wasn't so much online-based, but that's where I was able to tweak it to make adjustments to make it online-based to create an online-based system. And that's what I have from my website at ladmandiola.com, I actually teach through eight different sessions that you can do this in less than half the time in what I was able to do. Mm. So, okay, I, I want to um, I want to come back to that because I, I definitely want to dive sure. into, into that. But first, I kind of wanted to go back to you know this not realizing that you have any of value, and I know for a lot of people, especially women and, I, and I'm sure for a lot of men as well um you know the, the the thought of imposter syndrome and things like that come up um can you talk us through sort of like 
what for you, you know, you were in this really dark place, um, you know, this things weren't going your way. It was really hard sometimes to see, um, you know, the, what's the saying, the, 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 the wood beyond the trees. <laughs> like it's really hard yeah. to sometimes lift yourself up out of that and sort of like see what your next step could be, see this extra value that you can have. So can you tell, um, tell us a little bit about um, how, this held you back. How long this held you back for? And how did you realize that you needed to break through it? And, and how did that kind of happen? Well, it happened twice. The first time that it happened when we realized we got involved with the franchise, um, with this franchise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I was I was really, how do I say this? Trying to figure out how to hustle in my mind. But at the same time, you know, I have background, you know, everyone's got issues, right? And so when I look at my background issues, my father was very reactive. As I was growing up, my mom mom was highly anxious (laughs) with that combination (laughs) wasn't good. And so for me growing up into this, um, it actually, you know, obviously became a part of who I was. But it didn't take away my aggression. That's the thing. I realized that in the depth of what I was going through, the pain that I was going through, without, and I know this might sound corny for some people, but I got to be honest with you. If I did not have a daily walk with God, I don't know what would have happened. I don't know how I would have taken that anxiety or that depressed, discouraged mindset. I don't know where it could have gone. And really diving into, you know, scriptures to look at, there's a, there's a scripture in Exodus 14, 14. It says, God is fighting for you. You need only to be still. And all I could think about is, is, you know, because there's good and bad thoughts that hit us. I felt like he was punishing me and, and I, and I kept punishing myself. But when I saw that, when I saw that passage, it really helped me to realize that, you know what, that's not true. He is fighting for me. And that God does have a hope and a plan for you, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. And that's, that's also, it's in Jeremiah as well. And so scriptures like that, and things that I started listening to, I started picking up on listening to Tony Robbins and really trying to figure out not to get motivated, but to change the way my mind processed information, because it was so easy to pick the route of being anxious, because that's easy. Trying to fight to be faithful. Notice how I just said the word fight. Well, that's what it is. It's, it is a fight. And the fight's up here. I just didn't see it at the time. But then when I embraced it and said, you know what? I'm pretty much just going to do this. I'm going to go balls out and make this thing happen. Mm. I got to make this thing happen. God, you're going to work something out for me. You're going to work through me somehow. I don't know what it is you're going to do, but you're going to make it happen. And as he was closing those doors from that franchise, and those investors all saying no, and then us having to file BK, that was the final door that when it shut, I said, okay, now what? Mm. And, and then that's when that other door opened. 
Yeah, and that's the amazing thing, right, about like this is the thing that makes that is now a superpower for you, right, being able to share with your audience something that like this that truly makes you remarkable. Um, and that's why I love doing these, these podcast interviews because we get to talk about all these remarkable entrepreneurs. Um, and, you know, what you said something resonated with me because um, I've been listening to, I also listen to audiobooks, so I've been listening to Napoleon Hill and he talks about faith versus fear. And that's exactly what you did. You know, you lent into faith rather than fear that for a lot of us can actually hold us back. Um, so I really, I really love this part of your story. So now I want to get into the marketing side of it. So I know that you have a bit of a system. Um, so I would love for you to share, um, you know, really high, high level dot points. Uh, we are running a little bit short on time. So That's um, yeah, let's, let's, um, let's go through those. And then I really want to come back to this remarkability of yours as well. So yeah, yeah share with us your system, please. Well, the system has eight sessions. It's broken down very simply. It's not hard. Um, to look through what I have, because I basically, basically for my first, my first session that we do, we work on the mind and minding your mind. There have been so many people that just kind of dismiss this when I look at some other programs. And I really believe just like what you said about Napoleon Hill and people like him that wrote books. If you don't master this, there is no way that success is going to happen. And I've heard other people online says, oh, it doesn't matter if, you know, you're happy or sad or depressed or whatever, you know, you find a good thing that you can sell, you'll make money, whatever. That's still not going to solve this. Money doesn't solve this. It's knowing how to reorganize your thinking. So you actually know how to forward focus in your mindset. That's what I go over. And there's principles that I hold on to. One of the main things is meditation. I made fun of that for decades. I'm 54 years old now. And I had friends of mine that told me back when I was in my mid-20s, they said, you got to try it. And I said, that is the dumbest thing. And with me being as distracted as I am, there's no way. Well, over the last four years, almost five now, I've been putting into practice little by little to where it's now almost daily just 20 minutes a day. I cannot tell you what that has done for my mindset and what it does to help organize and calm the brain. So that anxiety is put at bay. And that's just one out of several different things that I have in that first session. And my second session, I go over using your ears and I kind of break it down into acronyms because it, it means eavesdrop, assess, reassess, and finding solutions. I think a lot of people that look at trying to sell a product or sell a service, they're not realizing it's not really trying to sell it, but understanding that you're providing a solution. And in that session, that's what I go over deeply. So I reorganize the thought process on really not trying to sell something, but providing a solution for other people that they'll have a desire to get that service or product. And then I go over research. That's another hidden thing that people, I think, because they believe that they have something really good, doesn't mean it's going to make it. And that's where research comes in. I think I'm probably one of those anal freaks of nature that will spend an enormous amount of sleepless hours doing the research. 
And what I do in that class, in that session, is to teach people effectively how to do the proper research. Again, it won't even matter if it's a product or a service. But the principles and the things that I teach in there really help expand that that area for people that might be weak in or need improvement on. And the fourth session that I go over is networking. To me, I believe that's a superpower that I have. A lot of people have a Lone Ranger mindset like John Wayne. They try to go about it themselves. And they don't even realize that's a massive weakness. And people say, well, they don't have any money to hire anybody else to do it. It'd be, you'd be amazed what you can get accomplished through what I teach in that session to be able to do things with little to almost no money at all to be able to make that happen. And uh, my fifth one is the session that I go over in the fifth one is covering your assets. And legality issues, those are huge, really, really huge. Getting contracts and NDAs put in place properly before you even launch anything, that's vitally important. And yes, there is some investment into it, but I have actual contacts, people that I have. And that's the other thing, We even all these sessions that I have, that I have actual contacts that you don't have to hunt for. That over the last 16, almost 17 years now that I've been doing this, that I will provide to you absolutely part of the program that you don't have to pay for extra that you can utilize regardless if you're needing a CPA, if you're needing a paralegal, a lawyer, uh, if you're needing a shipping company, whatever it is that you're needing, I have already provided in that list of what I call my Rolodex of resources. And then Of course, session six goes into resources because I kind of bled into that already. But seven and eight, really following a simple system on knowing how to market your product. But I really go into depth with that. And I think for a lot of people, it's like throwing spaghetti up against the wall and seeing what's going to stick because there's so many different avenues to advertise that people think that they have to advertise on Facebook, Instagram, email marketing, you know, SEO marketing. They had just so much out there. But to be able to experiment with one at a time and use that as your pure focus and really just market one main product and then scale it and then work on your next big product. But that's what I go into. I go into massive detail about how to scale your business properly from beginning to end. Awesome. And obviously, you're currently running a six-figure business, so I'd love for you to share Uh, what is your main marketing strategy that you personally are using right now? Um, And where do you see yourself investing for growth over the next year? What do you, okay. What was that? What was that? I misunderstood. I miss what you said. What was that? Uh, You know, you're obviously currently running a six figure business right now. And our listeners would love to learn from you specifically about what you yourself are doing in terms of marketing. So what is your main lead gen machine? Like what, you know, what are you currently doing? And then over the next year, what are you looking to invest more time or money into? Um, to really right, now, right now, it's Facebook. That's the main lead gen that I use for marketing. And the assistants that are working with me are helping me to scale that right now. But that's the thing. That's what I help people with. And so what we're going to be doing in the next year and scaling that, I'll be adding probably another four or five more people to scale it for me. That's the thing. It's detachment. It's not me getting more involved. It's me being able to resource better avenues so I can focus on what I'm doing with my clients so I can help train them better. Yeah. And when you mentioned Facebook, do you mean Facebook ads specifically yep. or? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Through ads, uh, through posting, even organically. 
Right. And there is a way to do that that yes. is far better than just paid advertising alone. Yes. And well, I go over that and a lot. Of, see, this is the thing. People think that they have to spend tens of thousands of dollars. And there's ways to do it that you don't need to do that. That's not necessary. But you definitely need a coach that's going to guide you along the way. And that's the biggest thing that was missing in my life. I had an initial coach, but then that went away, thought I could do it again on my own. And then that didn't pan. So mm -hmm. when I realized that I needed mentoring, everybody needs mentoring. And sometimes, yes, you do have to pay for that mentoring, but it's the value of what you're investing in yourself in order to get the outcome you're looking for. To me, I wish it was someone like me 10 years ago. It would have been know, like, you know, you talk about mentoring coaching, which I 100% agree with. So what is going to be, what's kind of the next mentor, the next coach you're going to be looking for? Ah, for me. Mm, for you personally. Well, there is another guy that I'm listening to. Um, and I got a couple of mentors, but people that are private mentors right now. So uh, they're, they're personal friends of mine. They're already, they're already 10, $20 million strong already, or even more than that. Those are the people that I lean on to get my advice because that's the next goal for me. So that's where I'm at right now, but I'd love to be able to reveal the resources, <laughs> but because they're close to me, uh, they've asked me not to. <laughs> I've never had that question, so, you know, so forgive me. Yeah, because I do want to talk about you. I mean, the whole purpose of this podcast is about you and your stories. And, you know, it's great that, you know, to talk about your program, but, you know, more so I just really want to delve into, into you um, and what makes you remarkable and what are the things that make you, that help you and make you tick. Um, so that's why I wanted to ask that question. So no, I understand. <laughs> but seeking the input, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's vitally important. You really yeah. need other people that are doing better than you, 100%. not just emotionally, but also financially. I mean, if your whole goal financially is that that's what you want to focus on, well, then you need to find that person that's doing better than you mm -hmm. in order to get to that level. And then once you're done, that relationship too will peak. And then you're going to seek somebody else that that's going to be better than where that other person is. And that's part of the scaling and growing in your mentoring. I mean, everybody goes through this. And some people just don't realize that that's what's needed. You got to start somewhere. Yes, 100%. Okay, well, that this has been so super helpful for everyone listening to this. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, if anyone is interested to see what you have to offer, where's the best place for them to go? Well, best place to go, and I'm sure you'll probably provide this in your links or whatever, but it's Lad Mandiola, and I spell it out L-A-D-M-A-N. D-I-O-L-A.com. And if you want to look at the sessions on the upper right-hand corner, you'll see free, free training. You just click on free training. It'll take you to that page and it breaks down everything that you need to know about what I teach in my eight sessions and um, get in contact with me. If you definitely want to be able to set up a strategy call, you can make that happen too. You know, right on my website, you'll be able to click to be able to set that up. We do have a section on the site itself that actually has uh, you desiring to see epic results happen, you can click on that as well as any of the other buttons that we have to be able to get to that point. We can set up a Calendly, you know, it's set up in that area where you just be able to set up your appointment and then we can have a 45 minute strategy call. But I do have a class though. It's a 30 minute class that I ask everybody to listen to and watch. And if after the class, 
your interest is there. Because the thing that I look at is you already have to have a problem solved. You already have to have a solution. That's something I can't provide. <laughs> that's something that you already have. And if you have that and you're looking to scale it and take it further, then that's where I come in. Awesome. Okay. Well, there you go, everyone. You've heard it from Lad himself, and we will be providing those in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much, Lad. And uh, for everyone else, I hope you loved this episode. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you.